You've been hearing us talk about Trucker's Edge for a good four years now. They've been great friends of the show, and we are proud of our affiliation with Trucker's Edge. Again, Trucker's Edge, powered by DAT, only the best load board in the industry. More loads, more brokers. You can get days to pay. You can get credit scores. You can get 15-day lane averages. You can even get tri-haul services. You can cancel it at any time. But here is the coolest part. Go to truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to Trucking After Hours and look for the ad in the sidebar. You can sign up there for any one of their three plans absolutely free for 30 days. So run that out for uh, 28 days. See what you think. If you don't like it, cancel it. We think you'll like it. We think you'll stay. And again, truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to the website and check it out, guys. We know you will be happy. Hey, welcome to Trucking After Hours. It is the week of May 18th, 2000 plus 20. And the music rolls. And all is right with the world. It is a Sunday night and we figured out Facebook. So we're <laughs> back with Facebook. And the quarantine is over. At least in Wisconsin it is. Thank you for it a... Here's the sad part about it is that Wisconsin Supreme Court that kicked out Comrade Ebert's dictate <laughs> um, is going to shift August 1st when one very conservative justice leaves and a very liberal justice takes over. Yes. So let's pray we don't get through this again because you know how that will end for us. Zika. Oh. Well, it's the judge who <laughs> talked about this the most. It's a woman. I'm assuming she's already, I mean, she was the one, she's well, not the one leaving, so. No, but but the one who is coming in? No, I know, I know yeah. who's coming in, but I don't think it would have made any difference on this. Unless she agreed with it, because it was a three to two decision. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. They all well, kind of Realistically, it, at least north of Highway 8 here. The company I work for, we deliver to seven counties. Uh, five of those seven sheriffs had publicly gone on record saying, we will not enforce this any yeah. longer. You, you know, know, so now you're stuck with the damn wardens. They're the only ones that are enforcing it anywhere. And <laughs> most bar owners had said, you know, screw it, I'm, I'm opening. Yeah. <laughs> the issue they're having now is, uh, okay, let's say I'm a, I'm a bartender. That's my job. I haven't worked for, what's it been? Six, seven, since, eight weeks? Since the 17th of March, when I got a phone call from my boss saying, hey, don't come in for St. Patrick's Day. We've been ordered to shut down. So I do the unemployment thing, and you know that doesn't really kick in much. But then all of a sudden, this magical $600 a week kicks in. I don't care what bar you tend, you tend bar at. I doubt you're making more than $600 a week working. I don't know a single bartender that wants to go back to work right well, now. <laughs> and the other problem they said is is like waitresses and things. Yeah, you go back to work, the restaurant's at 40 or 50% capacity and you have half yeah. the public who isn't going to go in and that's fine. That that's what we need to do. Be open and do your due diligence. Yeah. They're not even going to go back to their old income because the tips aren't going to be there. No. You're so, going to, you know, half the amount of tables you used to have and people who are probably Saving a little. Oh, that's where all of our, mm. uh, I'm going to call it Trump money. That's where all of our Trump money is. It's yep. sitting in savings. <laughs> yep. Waiting yep. for that Jamaica trip to go through. Yes. 
God, I hope that happens soon. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, this is the trucking podcast. Or uh, how about... uh, No, it's not. It's not the trucking (laughs) podcast. This is uh, trucking after... What's in these (laughs) This is trucking after hours, and I am Buck Ballard. I am Don the beer guy. And the feisty blonde to my left would be... You better believe it. The council (laughs) curator is a little feisty today because you weren't very nice earlier. I was too, just very (laughs) Will you help me hide a body? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's tall, but not very wide. <laughs> well, we, we, we do have some trucking stuff, and then uh, I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head thinking about my next tow vehicle. We'll have some fun conversation there. Boy, did I find the ultimate coffee maker. I, I can't wrap my head around those damn things. Oh, I, I it is just, yeah, I mean, well, the price, I mean, we'd have to sell the condo, but it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. What the hell's a euro? Yeah. <laughs> about I mean, it. I, I spent like eight dollars for a euro at the fair. These people want fifteen thousand of those damn things. Oh man, it, it is crazy. <laughs> but first, uh, here's where I wanted to to jump right into shiny object number one. <laughs> and yeah, this is not in our show notes, but it's, I've been thinking about this. Okay, Elon Musk. Yes, they told him your plant can't open. Yes, and what was his response? Uh, screw you, I'm Elon Musk. I do what I want. And then when they threatened him, he said, well, fine, I will move my plant to Nevada or Texas. Yep. Well, here's the interesting thing, and I've been reading a lot about this, and a a few of these articles have either been updated or polled, or Google just ain't going to show them to you. So if you want to find out any news, get the hell away from Google. Go to (laughs) DuckDuckGo, probably the best search engine other than Google, but it's not going to be biased one way or another. It is just going to try and get you granular search engine results. A couple of the articles I said, number one, if he left and went to Nevada or Texas, which he's talking about, and apparently he's picked out a big area near Houston that he's going to build a plant anyway, Hmm. he will save, if he just stops being a California resident and pulls everything out of there, he will save personally hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. I believe it. But one of the things that we read, and uh, the Castle Curator and I were talking about this a little bit, is if he moved his manufacturing out of California to either Nevada or Texas, between the better regulations, the better labor pool, the lower taxes, he would lower his operating costs by 32%. There's something you don't see every day. Now, let me ask you this. Is it not his fiduciary responsibility to his shareholders to move when there's that much savings to be had? Well, you would think so. I mean, if if I own shares in stock and I'm going, "Eh, I need a little more. And I hear about this plan of, well, I could save this much. It would it would not be optional. It would be, no, you will move over there. I I think that kind of ends it when you figure out how much money you can save, you get the hell out. Yeah. It, it just kind of, it'll be interesting to see what he does, how much he moves to Texas. Uh, the guys of a diehard flaming left winger, no doubt about it, but oh yeah, they're all mad at him right now. But I mean, it is what it is. Let's be honest. Texas would eat him alive. <laughs> the funny thing in listening about him and reading about him, he's a billionaire, but he is cash poor. It's all in stock. Yeah. So... He's I kind like of, cash. He's kind of a nomad. He's not a guy with uh, a lot of liquidity. I've always wanted to have like a backyard full of coffee cans stuffed with cash. 
<laughs> There's people. And I, I'm not gonna lie. We moved a lot as a kid. Never found them. Uh, me neither. <laughs> me neither. That explains all the holes in the yard, though. <laughs> yeah. That's those damn gophers yeah. again. <laughs> I thought it was gophers all this time. Go figure. No, that that does crack me up. Story number one is Jalopnik trying to kiss our butt with all these trucking stories all of a sudden. I think so. I, I think they realized uh, you you don't mess with trucking after hours. No, no. <laughs> the only people who can mess with it is us and mess with it. We will. We don't even need to try. So they have an article called trucking has a problem. When doesn't trucking have a problem? Oh realistically, Truckers will always find something to complain about because now, we're truckers. To me, is this a trucking problem or is this a trailer problem? This is a trailer manufacturer. This, this sounds problem. like a trailer manufacturer, trailer salesman problem. See, here's the funny thing. For every truck, a big company will have about three and a half trailers. Makes sense. One one to load, one to unload, and one in transit. Right. It's just crazy the amount of trailers in the business trying to keep drop and hook going. Plus, you have some attrition. And quite honestly, some of these big country companies, you have trailers. They don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Schneider loses like a hundred and something trailers. A couple of, it's in the hundreds, the amount of trailers that disappear every really? year that they have a hell of a time finding. Just get lefted yards. and. Oh, yeah. We had one from a little trucking company in Wisconsin that sat in our yard all but eight months. It got moved in with containers and yeah. nobody ever moved it out of that lot. And it was probably there eight months. Oh, wow. And it had a tracker on it. I was just shocked. That <laughs> <laughs> it sat there for so long. And my guess is, yeah, hey, go go through and, uh, yeah, it shows in the system. And, you know, they drove through. I'll bet they drove through to look for it 20 times and couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do? Well, apparently trailer orders have just nosedived. And this is like the, lo the lowest. Let's see. Trailer orders. I'm trying to read how many. Um, what did they say? Uh, in the month of April, 300. 300 trailers. Where uh, in the month of April last year, it was what, 13,500? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the for the last year, 13,500 wow. trailers a month for the last year. And, and now we're 13,200 shy of that number this year. Yeah. Uh, the, what, the lowest lowest level ever recorded. Yeah. And I I don't know how long they've been keeping track of that, but it's a significant drop. Which means you have those people sitting on the sidelines waiting for a job to come back and their job's not going to come back until the economy comes back and it's not just companies don't want more trailers, they just don't have faith in the market. They need right. that faith in the market. So it it is a good read though. It it's kind of interesting to see uh the hard part is when it kicks back Trying to get a trailer again is going to be a mess. Yeah, I would imagine it's not just, you know, we we crank out a trailer every five minutes. Yeah, we need 300 trailers Tuesday. Yeah. Well, somewhere there's probably some backlog. You got it. Three trailers on Tuesday. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're 24 foot. You got a problem with that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you with some, uh, some Gorilla Tape. Just tape them together. There you are. Hey, I did have somebody, I'm trying to think of who that was, I think it was Andrew, asked about the uh, radiator tape that we'd talked about. So I sent him a picture that you had sent yeah. me. Yep, that, that works phenomenal. Going on our list. I have yet to try it on uh, airlines, though. I don't know 
I don't remember what pressure it says it would hold up to, but I don't know if it would hold up to you blow an airline on the side of the road. Will it last long enough to get you off the side of the road up to that exit? You know, and that's all you need to do. But in the worst case scenario, vice grips and a little bit of rubber hose, and you pinch the hose off and get about your day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as long as we're talking about how many um, trailers did not get ordered last year. This is out of uh, the trucker's report. Yes. How many trucking jobs disappeared last month? Well, first, I need to address this gigantic, uh, I don't know who laid out this website here, but Trucker's Report. You go, you click on that link, you get right to their website. What's the very first thing that you see on that website? You see that they want you to subscribe to their email list, right? No, I see uh, find trucking jobs. And then right under that, over 88,000 trucking jobs just disappeared. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's hilarious. That I is think a- I'm going to switch to a different career. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. 88,000 trucking jobs disappeared in May, which ought to eliminate the driver shortage for a while. But no, the trucking schools are still trying to recruit like mad and train newbies. Yeah. Who and that was, that was, what, just April? Yeah, just just April, 88 thousand jobs and i think most of those will be uh line haul ltl you know the thing about an over the road job is you know the guys just used to get 2900 miles a week and now they're getting 1700 yeah, yeah. 15 1700 that's what hurts what's going on on facebook oh andrew's with us first he was happy we get for us that we got our trump money and we are too and then he said it was he was the one asking about the tape. And Don, you could probably give him some sympathy here. He's trying to fix a whole swimming pool. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, okay. Depending, well, where is the hole in the swimming pool? Yeah, that would kind of be important to know if it's on a hose if, or if, if it's, it's, it's in- on a hose. Most of those hoses are corrugated. I haven't really found anything that will work well on that corrugated hose. Um, I actually just fixed a uh, a new hole on our swimming pool with a combination of a scrap piece of an old pool that I cut out, uh, some of that vinyl repair patch glue that you get at Menards or Home Depot, yeah, and flex tape. I love that flex tape. The big four inch roll. They had it on sale at Menards here for like ten bucks a roll. Did you like wrap it all the way around your twenty foot diameter pool? No, got <laughs> kind of about an eight inch long strip of it. It's it's really nice because it has the a backing on it. Oh yeah, it's really nice when you know that ahead of time and you're not stuck with this crap all over your fingers. Going, how the hell am I going to get there? <laughs> oh man, I and then I see why is all this extra plastic rolled up in here? <laughs> I know the kind of stuff you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, eighty-eight thousand jobs. Boom. Eighty-eight thousand jobs. That's that article doesn't say. You know, is there a specific segment that's been hit hardest? I I don't know if there is one specific area in trucking that's probably going to be hit hard. Oversized to me would be my first. Okay, is is there that much big stuff moving right now? I mean, you still have road projects going on. Road projects, construction. Um, some of that, I think, is still okay. The rates are just in. I mean, it's just it's it's a train wreck. I'm not even going to talk about, you know, try hauling the try hauler or any of that crap this week. It is a train wreck. Yeah, I, it's it's a, a mess, and it's a, unfortunately it's a 
a giant snowball effect too. It really is. And it, you know, hopefully it will snowball back up, but, uh, I think it's going to take a while, but. And we have, you know, half the politicians want it to take as long as it possibly can. And, and that just, I cannot do this show and talk about trucking without talking about that because that is a huge aspect of it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's tragic and they don't care. You know, it's a scorched earth policy. We hate Trump. We don't yeah. care who we harm in our way. We hate Trump. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's got to stop. God bless him. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Next, we do have, did you look over some of those hours of service changes that look, oh, I shouldn't say look like they are. They will be coming to law. That has passed. They will go in the, uh, what is the record they have to be disclosed in for a certain amount of time? Uh, I believe it was 60 or 90 days. Updated um, landline the, now. This whole thing came through. Way ahead of what they had originally thought. Yes, it did. Um, the only limits for short haul operations, the 12-hour day will go to 14 hours. This will affect you. The 100 air miles will go to 150. Yes. That should make your life easier. <laughs> you assume I work for a company that follows rules. Yes, I do. <laughs> I worked 72 hours this week. <laughs> we have a few. You know, it's funny. We, we have a few guys who never leave private property. Yeah. So the 70 hours isn't an issue if they want to work 12. Not that it's always there, but there have been a right. few guys who 12 hours a day, seven days a week for two or three weeks. I'm going to in this truck at six o'clock Monday morning. You come relieve me at six o'clock Tuesday morning. Oh, <laughs> well, no, they're, they're doing 12 hour shifts because that's all they can do. But I mean, you know, that's 70, you know, 70, 72 hours, 70, you know, back to back just because they're not leaving private property. So it's not an right. issue. But yeah, that's a long day, though. It, it is. And doing, it's, doing what you're doing, that is a brutal day. And that's what they're doing. They're spotting. Which, yeah, it, it's, but they're not now. The economy slowed way down. But when that account first started, there were a couple, three guys who did that and just made bank and saved up some money. And good for them. Oh, yeah. Um, the 30-minute uh, break is going to be modified. Uh, you'll still have to take that break after eight hours of consecutive driving time instead of eight hours after you log in. Uh, so there's a little bit of flexibility there. That helps. And you can do on duty at the dock. You can count some of that as your 30 minute break. You just need a break from the driving. Yeah. The uh, final rule exhibited the administration had listened to calls from truck drivers that putting more control in their hands regarding when they should and when they shouldn't drive would increase safety. It also what goes to like a seven and three for breaking up your 10 hour break. If you want to do a, a split sleep. See, and the, I don't know much about the split sleep. I, I don't understand how that works because um, they were saying to splits of 10 and 0, 8 and 2, or 7 and 3. Yeah, so you, you can't do like in the old days when you had 10 hours on, 8 hours off, you'd have, and you drive to the West Coast and you're slower trucks, older trucks, you're going slower up the hills and you're going slow down the other side. But when you logged it all, you know, you might stop every five hours and take a two-hour nap and log Five on, five off, five on, five off. Okay. And you and you could mandate that, or five on and four off. Team operators, husbands and wives, they'd go uh, five and five till they were out of their 70 hours. Yeah. And you had a lot of husband and wife teams who, and a lot of teams, period, who left when these new rules came up because they couldn't do that anymore. And I don't know how this is going to work for teams trying to make, you know, probably not a big effect. 
My only thought is, okay, under the 14-hour rule, and now you can stretch out beyond that 14 to 16 hours, I believe. Uh, they made a few little exceptions for for reasons to extend that. But here's my problem with, with stretching because of split sleep and being able to go beyond that 14 with the legal split sleep. If you got up at 3 a.m., you did it because you had to park at 5 p.m. the night before to get a damn place to park. Right. So now you are legally allowed to stretch that 14, another whatever it needs to get the job done, 90 minutes, whatever. Where are you going to find a place to park at 630 or 7? Exactly. So the parking problem is going to, at least in many parts of the country, um, negate the effects of whatever they could gain out of this. But uh, trust me, your company will figure out when the economy fires back up, how to get the most out of your ass and put you to work. So oh, yeah. everything you need to know, they will tell you. <laughs> the thing I, I thought was nice uh, in reading this article, and, and we have talked about the changes of hours of service. And I, I feel like in the past when we've talked about them, they have always been kind of negative. You know, it's it's the politicians aren't doing it right. They're not listening to the truckers. And I feel like, no, this time they, they actually did. They took the time to talk to these people and make changes that will actually improve working conditions out there. You know, I feel like they did in doing this because they bucked a lot of uh, industry groups that were just perfectly happy to leave it the way it was. Yeah. So I, I do feel like they listened more to the drivers than, you know, obviously the big companies got a lot of say in it, but I feel like OIDA got their point across very well. Yeah. Who, even if they don't represent the average company driver, they understand the mind of the average company driver. He doesn't want to do some of that crap anymore than the independents do. Exactly. So so that it, it was a kind of refreshing to see that some change is coming. Give it three years and more change will come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think it'll take a full three years? Probably because all, <laughs> all, all of the other crap. that If you wonder, by the way, why a little bit of uh, instability is coming through in Don's voice, it's because we had some issues. We got Facebook working fine, but we had issues with... Um, Skype, so we're on Google Hangouts. Yep. Some, some technical difficulties. That, yeah. that tends to happen. Boy, doesn't it, though? And I'm thinking some of that is with my camera, but some of that, in all honesty, is because there's a gazillion people using Skype right now. Wow, that's how a lot of people are communicating with their families. Th that's exactly it. What do you say we talk about trailer tours? And I don't mean big truck trailer tours. I mean our camper trailer tours. Now, let's... Let's talk about this. You guys, you guys took it out for what the first time of the season? Yeah, yeah. Chris found a, a campground sixty miles away that was open. It was, and it was. It's um, on the Upper Embarrass River, oh. so, which is nice because it's moving water. There weren't a lot of mosquitoes. There were still some because it is still in Wisconsin. Yeah. But, yeah. But it is it, still our national bird. Yes, and it was a really nice little campground. You can actually fish there, and it's not, in the, you know, it's like a river you're fishing in, not a lake, which right. I prefer prefer that kind of fishing. Yeah. yeah. We didn't fish because we didn't know, but next time. We'll, now you know. We'll have our licenses, and, uh, and it's kind of nice because they do have some brown oh, trout, whoa, whoa, whoa. some rainbow trout. License. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What? Huh? License? License. License. Fishing. What do you need a license for? I have a driver's license. 
Okay, you just keep that going and make sure that they know where to find Nikki. License? We don't need no freaking license. I'm just holding it for my 10, oh, 11-year-old, almost 12-year-old. Holy oh, cow. Bro. Where's that time? Of days here. Yeah. It is flying. It's ridiculous. Anyway, back to. Well, and, and I'm kind of dreaming. Was, the, was the, the trailblazer not up to par? You know, I got to tell you that the camper, it weighs about 3,400 pounds empty. So yeah. by the time we get our gear and you don't load it full of the water and stuff, you can get that at the campground because, you know, you oh, yeah, yeah. have water hookups. But by the time all of our gear is on there, the, you know, the, the big old easy lift hitch and all that, I'm probably up around 4,000 pounds. And the toll limit is 4,200, I believe. 42 or 44. Well, that also. room left for ice and beer. Exactly. Because <laughs> that, that's also counting the gear in the back of the truck and everything else. Yep. And any equipment you have on that truck that is optional, like the actual tow package. The uh, tow package, <laughs> the spare tire. <laughs> exactly. So I'm pushing the limit there, but it's got the, you know, that Atlas inline 4.2 liter six. Um, Variable valve timing. It pulled, it does well. It performed very well. It for was us. fine. The, we put new tires on that thing this last spring. So, yeah. And, and I told the guy when we picked the tires out, I don't off road. I don't need mud and snow. I, I don't need mudders. I need a good all season. Going to do in the snow, going to do on the highway, going to haul the trailer. But, you know, I'm not going scrapping. That, that's not what that right. vehicle is for. So we've got some nice all-season uh, Bridgestones, I believe they are. Yeah, Bridgestone. And nice. it's quieter. The mileage is up a little bit. Uh, what do we got? About 6,000 miles on those tires now. And, and it it does the trailer just fine. It, it's a four-speed automatic. I leave it in third gear. And if I run along at like 65, 66, 67, it's 2,600 RPM. So that's that's not bad. No, not at all. The only reason we're talking about this, Don, is number one, it's the wrong color. It doesn't look that great. <laughs> it doesn't match the trailer. Doesn't match the trailer. But I, probably this would be number one. How many cars has your has Buck had? But bazillion. We don't have enough time. So we might <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> getting to that point where he thinks he needs to get something different. What was the game we played camping that. with? Uh, with your sister and uh, two of the kids, Kate and with Kate, Skyler and Jay, who are oh, eleven to... and nine. It was two truths and a lie. <clears throat> yeah. So you tell two things about yourself that are true and one thing that is a lie. And, and everybody has to guess. And everybody has to guess what was the lie. And and one of the things I said was I've owned over a hundred cars. And everybody just assumed that was a truth. And it it is, I'm sure oh, it yeah. is. Oh, I yeah. would believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that was hilarious! Yeah. Now, are you are you like dream tow vehicle or you'd walk over to the dealership, cherry pick a little bit and find? I'm dream tow vehicle, say eight thousand dollar range. Well, mine's out. Yeah, it, it's it's got to fit <laughs> maybe ten at tops, but seven eight grand. It's got to be able to. Get me back and forth to work. It's got to be able to have, I've got to be able to have fun with it. More fun than I can have with the Trailblazer. It's got it. Yeah. And it's got to pull the trailer and do the things we need it to do. But Bummer. It, yeah. But it can't be like a, you know, crew cab dually because I'd have issues with that in the driveway. 
Get a Humvee. Get a Humvee. Yeah, there's no issues with that in the driveway. Plow around it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you hit it, you'll break your plow. <laughs> exactly. That'll get you back and forth to work. You can go anywhere you need to go. Exactly. So the I'm, guy in the Prius will just get pissed off. That's a win. <laughs> well, it's a Prius, so who cares? <laughs> you could drive right over him. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking out loud in my head some things we've had before, some things I've seen. Um, one option would be there's a lot of things about that Trailblazer that we love. It, it's a very comfortable ride, loaded or empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mileage is respectable. The mileage would be a little less respectable, but a whole lot more fun if I found one with the uh, 5.3 in it, the LS3 engine. So there's my first option, just something in the right colors. And you have to remember the four-wheel drive because you go to work a lot of mornings before the plows are out. I, You you know, we did with the van for a year, and that would work, but yeah, I I need to stick with four-wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. We found an awesome little truck last week. It's like, wow, I can't believe it's that price. And I go digging into it. And, That's why it's that price. <laughs> it's got A-arms up front. It's only got two digging tires. Yeah, no no, no CV joints up there. Yeah, that's just not going to work. <laughs> not in um, Wisconsin. No. And, no. you know, even if it wasn't for the snow, there are sometimes, at least a few campsites I've been to, that four-wheel drive makes a, a little bit of a difference after a good rainy weekend of, Am I getting this trailer out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point there. So that was option one, and that is option one, is get away from Wisconsin, go where they're less rusty, and cherry pick somewhere there's somebody with that exact, in the color you want, and with 96,000 miles on it, or 76,000 or whatever, in you know charcoal gray or blue or silver or something that that matches the trailer, with the... uh, 5.3 5.3 engine, and there's two different trailer package options in there, but either one of them, one will do like 5,500 and the other um, like 7,500. I would not yeah. want to pull 7,500 pounds with no. that size of a vehicle. I mean, pulling that much weight, the weight isn't it. It's just the wind knocking around. I do have to say, going from those Discovery mud and snow or those big old uh, lug off-road tires yeah. to these, wow, when the wind hits you, you stick more. Yeah. That that is night and day. The big old mud boggers don't do you any good towing a trailer when the wind hits you. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was interesting. So that's that's my first one is, you know, 06, 07, 08, anywhere in there, just really nice V eight trailblazer in color and equipment we like. Yeah. And you can find those. You gotta do a little digging, but you can find those for easily under eight grand, seven grand, six grand. I found a few down in the fives that have a lot of life left in them. The hard part with that six cylinder is, you know, it it's still I think two hundred and seventy something horsepower, which is way more than a lot of the older V eights were. But that darn thing, you know how many of those you see with three hundred grand on them, they're still going fine. Yeah. That's one thing I do love about that they six. They are reliable. They really are. Option number two, and I think the Castle Curio would like this one because we've had one before and it was one of the most fun vehicles we had. Yeah. And that would be a second or third generation Bronco. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get back. The problem with the second generation, you're getting a little too old then. Third generation, you're into the 90s at least. But there's still, there's a lot of those out there that are pretty darn cherry. Parts are still readily available. 
you can work on it yourself and it's just a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> they are fun. They are, they are a fun vehicle. They really are. They go anywhere, four wheel drive. Uh, they'll shoot 4,000. I don't see us ever getting rid of that trailer. That's just. No, it's too, just, just right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we went, you know, we, we took off on this trip and then uh, Kate and Jared came over for one night. They, they bought a new pop-up. And just that was their shakedown cruise. But Jared had a Zoom meeting he had to do that evening. And okay. we were all sitting around the campfire. So he went and did it in the trailer and sat at the dinette and did his call. And he came out and he says, you know, I'm sitting in that trailer thinking this is just perfect for the two of you. And it is. Yeah, it <laughs> um, is. Any Bronco. I mean, one of the things that I think, well, I don't think it would be on my list if I'm upgrade, upgrading would be V8. Yeah. So, you know, 302, 351, 302, you know, five liter, pull that thing just fine. Oh, all day. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be a problem. So that's number two and probably my favorite of, of the dream cars to replace that with that we'd have a lot of fun with. It wouldn't be much longer than the Trailblazer. So fitting it in the driveway isn't an issue. Backing it up when the plow comes through isn't an issue. Driving it to work isn't an issue. And we'd have a heck of a lot of fun with it. And then option number three that I didn't put on the list, but it is an option. I don't know why I didn't put it on the list. And that would be short bed, extended cab, or regular cab for that matter, depending on what we found. Just a good full-size truck. Yeah. No, what's what's the little Chevy, the, not the, what, oh, what's. Oh, the, the Colorado. Yeah, no no Colorado or. No, no. All the reading you, you I've heard about truck. bending frames on those things, I don't want to deal with one. No, you're not hooking okay. up 3,500 no. pounds of that thing. <laughs> no. The only thing in a small truck that would intrigue me is, you know, maybe a uh, 5.2 square body Dakota with the right equipment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then, wow, you're going back quite a few years there. You are. But, you know, full-size GM, Ford, preferably, I think, Ford probably, they're still all over and you can still find nice ones with decent miles. And again, eight grand will buy you a really nice truck. Yeah. In my experience, just looking around, around Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, there are two totally different people that, that buy Fords and Chevys. They really you are. You find two, you know, same price range. The Chevy miles and the Ford miles, they're going to be close. The Ford Miles, that's going to be one guy had that. He treated it nice. You know, yeah, it might have done some some pulling. The Chevy, it's going to have the exact same number of miles. It's probably going to be newer, and it's some kid who just beat the ever-loving crap out of that. <laughs> yeah. So you're right to stick with the Ford. <laughs> I, you know, one thing when I was selling, and we're going back to the 90s, but one thing that really helped sell Chevrolets was lifting the hood. Yeah. Granted, Ford had tune port injection. It was a pre it was a definitely a premium injection system compared to the throttle body. Oh yeah. But people weren't used to seeing it. You lift the hood on that Ford and you see a little bit of that manifold and you see hoses everywhere. Yeah. Hoses and plastic shrouds. Exactly. All over the place where you lifted the hood in the late eighties, early nineties Chevy and GMC, you saw an, an air engine. cleaner. Yeah, yeah. You, you saw an air cleaner. You saw valve covers. You yeah. saw manifolds. And sure, you saw EGR and all that. 
but Ford never designed that to be aesthetically pleasing when you lifted the hood. No. And they hadn't thought of just putting a big plastic shroud over everything and <laughs> calling it, you know, Cobra Jet. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Just come up with some some name. Well, they, they do now. EcoBoost. You open up a, a new Ford and it's it's mostly a big plastic shroud that says EcoBoost. My supervisor has a I don't don't remember what year hers is, but she's got the V6 EcoBoost and she has yeah. commutes back and forth every day. So it gets a lot of miles there, and they have a trailer that is probably too big for the EcoBoost that they pull a few times a year. And yeah. I mean, it's got like 190,000 miles on it going strong. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, one of the guys at work had one. He lived in St. Croix Falls. So there to Barron is 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. Drive every day. Never had any issues with it. The fuel mileage is, was, was great. Pulled a lot of heavy stuff with it. Uh, Violated his warranty a couple of times, entering it into, you know, the, the local John Boy's truck pole. But it, it it held up to all the abuse he could do. And, and the fuel mileage was insane. Yeah, that, that's what. So what does GM come out with their little four-cylinder turbo? And their mileage sucks. Figure that one yeah. out. Yeah, no thanks. I'm just curious. Now, the new Chevy Trailblazer, because they brought it back. Uh, Dumb. Dumb turbo yep. three cylinder. I was trying to see if it has any tow rating, and if so, what is it? I'm gonna go th- at the high end three. If that, yeah, with the turbocharged, it's got well, 170 horsepower or something like that. Yeah, um, I, I can't see more than a, a 3,000 pound tow rating on that. I can't see it even having that, but I'm, I'm trying to find it here. I looked it up and okay, I don't care about the interior and the door handle. There we go, specifications. Uh, the 1.2 liter and the 1.3 liter. Uh, the previous per- is 137 horsepower. Let's see where. Let's go to the 1.3. I still haven't found towing. That's because they don't want you to tow crap with it. Probably the case. <laughs> Man, that thing's got yeah. You could put a little yard trailer on it and tow your lawnmower, but that's it. Yeah, don't oh, you dare put a weed web. <laughs> the 1.3 liter runs you up to 155 horsepower. 4,500 pounds. Wow, forty five hundred pounds. Does it say wrong. which? Does it say I'm which impressed. engine? I would imagine it's got to be the bigger of the two, the one point three. You would think so. One point three liters towing five hundred pounds more in our trailer. It just says it's an RS all wheel drive. Wow, huh. five thousand torque RPM. Interesting though, because Chevy came out with a turbo four banger in their truck, and it doesn't get the mileage the EcoBoost does. No. And I, I was freakishly curious about that engine. Not enough to go out and buy one, but. I would hope not. (laughs) I'm still ticked at Chevrolet because they took all of our government money. And then what do they do? They moved to, they moved a whole bunch of their stuff to Mexico. Oh, yeah. Which, great. Just what we needed. Coffee. I think think before we jump off this real quick, I think your, your best bet for the two of you is just keep the trailblazer for now and just keep looking for one. You know, one that one that matches the color, one that's got a little less miles on it. The truck, it'd be nice, but realistically, you don't need a truck. No, I anything don't. that you could possibly need to get from from Home Depot, you can get in the back of the Trailblazer. We've put plenty of four by eight sheets of plywood paneling, press board. Yeah, you leave yeah. The, you leave the gate open and put a couple of bungee straps around the tow hooks in the back, and off you go. It's yeah, not that big of a deal. You're set. We hauled all the flooring home in the Jeep. Oh, 
that was like the weekend after that's we got impressive. the Jeep Compass. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that laminate flooring, well, it's not laminate, that's a vinyl plank. But, you yeah. know, those packages ain't lined. They are not. <laughs> no, and, and we took two trips, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. But, yeah, we had that thing. It was snowed so heavy that day, and we left before the plows got out, that even with all-wheel drive, I was afraid to stop. Because I knew we wouldn't get going again because you could hear the snow scraping on the bottom of the car. <laughs> it is it is a uh, a low sitting car. The Jeep. It's not as low as the, the F one fifty. Compared to a, it's a compact is why the, the compass sits lower than the Trailblazer. Yeah, well, that's yeah. because to to me the Trailblazer, Trailblazers were out before there were crossovers. You either had a truck, right, car, or an SUV. And the SUVs to me were a little higher off the ground. Yeah. You know, you, you look at like we have that, that Equinox now. It's not a sport utility vehicle. It's a crossover. It's a crossover. There's not much ground clearance. And the compass. You look at something a little bit bigger and they'll, they'll still call it a crossover. I don't think anything's even called a, an SUV anymore. Not until uh, you get up to. maybe like the Tahoes and yeah. stuff like that. But there's, there's some others that sit up higher. Or they give you the illusion of sitting up higher, but there's really not much ground clearance. Yeah. No, and, and the Compass has the advantage of being, uh, and, and it's good or bad, it is a compact rather than a midsize. Yeah. So it'll have some differences there. How would you like a engine that produces coffee? This is a website <laughs> called, what, super supervelis.com? Yes. Timeless Masterpieces. Boy, you want a V12 espresso machine uh, for 13,829 euros. You can have the black carbon. Who cares whether the espresso is good? This thing just looks cool. So that's got to be. They do look cool. 15, 16 grand. It is an espresso machine that this one is. Uh, here's the V12, and it's shooting uh, the espresso, what it looks like out the header tips. <laughs> yeah. The at least these pictures, the the craftsmanship, the artistry, and the styling are insane. I yes. mean, this this looks like you would spend I don't know a thousand dollars to have you know one of these replica motors on display in a speed shop. Yeah, this it's a definitely an eye catching display piece. Some of these things were one of these I I found was, and you're talking fifty grand. It's crazy. Uh, there's, well, what's the? They have the one that's uh, looks like a damn jet engine. The yeah, the turbojet for T. There's a, a flat six. Uh, give you a little spin off on Porsche RS Black Edition. What? And another one that spin off that looks like a Porsche. The most expensive one I found was like forty five thousand euros, which puts you at what fifty three, fifty four grand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you really have to like engines and coffee. Yes, and just have a lot of disposable disposable cash sitting around, no doubt about it. Um, and if you do, <laughs> please feel free to send. Yes. <laughs> I will truck put, in after hours a large envelope full of cash. <laughs> I will. I will put a link in the uh, yeah that uh, RS Black edition was just fascinating, and that's again the uh, the Porsche motor. Because yeah. it's got the air cool fan sticking up there. Which one was oh, yeah. the most expensive? Man, I was trying to find. Okay, 13. One of those was like 45. It had some gold-plated pieces and pretty cool things. I will put a link to this one in the show notes right there on your phone. 
sitting around, take a look at those. There's the ultimate coffee machine. Your friends will be impressed. Your wife might make you sleep in the garage, but your friends will be impressed. You don't have a wife anymore, and pretty (laughs) soon she'll own that beautiful coffee maker. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be hawking it on Pawn Stars for $1,800. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. This Week in Beer, what did I put on there? I forgot about it. Oh, well, we talked about the the joyous occasion of uh, bars are not closed in Wisconsin. I I, I will say I never thought that would happen this it's wisconsin <laughs> okay These, what what do you need to there's be there's a... two things in wisconsin that are always open quick trip and the bar <laughs> and, and to be a town in wisconsin not a village but a town you need i think i think it's written in the rules somewhere like two churches and four bars it's, it's a three three two ratio three bars three churches two banks that's what makes a town and and every town has at least that. And it, the bank is drive up only, and the government succeeded in closing the shir- the church and the bars. Exactly. I'm, what what the <laughs> hell? They didn't get away with it in Wisconsin for too long. No, and I I will tell you I I know of several bars that never closed. Yeah, yeah, um, and none of them. It wasn't you know they were completely shut down. You could still do to go orders of food, um, six packs to go. Apparently, there's there's some states that that don't do that, uh, you know, beer to go, but Wisconsin does. So there have been a few bars that have been open. There have been a few bars that kind of went to, uh, yeah, park in the back when you come to pick up your pizza. When you get here, <laughs> we'll start making your pizza. You can have a few beers. Yeah. There's eight, nine people in the bar. But uh, as of as of Friday, uh, it, it was basically left up to individual municipalities to okay there's no real rule you guys just kind of do what is best for your people well we, we have a new rule Most tomorrow we're gonna trick it open <laughs> we, we have a new rule tomorrow if you are on mill property and not in the cab of your truck you will wear a mask uh i just got that email from our work uh on friday and i'm going okay this has been going on for how long and now it's an issue yeah and this has been my biggest my biggest frustration with this whole thing is I haven't been able to get a haircut. I haven't been able to go sit down at a restaurant, but I can go to the effing Walmart with everybody else in town yes. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been into every Walmart and every marketplace that we deliver to. I don't have to wear a mask. But now all of a sudden, now I'm going to have to wear a mask whenever I'm out working. And I, I don't like wearing those things. I can't breathe through them. Yeah. They hurt my ears. They bother my face. Don't you I wish just you had don't your... like not being able to see people's face. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've caught myself because we, we do have a few accounts that they require vendors to wear them. Yeah. You okay, need you're your not worried about mask. everybody else, but I'm wearing <laughs> my mask and you walk by somebody and you smile and you walk by and you go, that asshole didn't smile. Oh, yeah. He probably was, <laughs> but he didn't know I was smiling. I don't know. He's smiling. <laughs> yeah. Don, do you remember your first? mask was the smurf i do that's what you should be wearing <laughs> <I should. laughs> there was one campground this woman put out the word that if you show up in her bar or whatever with a mask on you will be treated like someone who is coming in to rob her yeah <laughs> I'll we don't know if she's going to shoot him or what but <laughs> she doesn't want you wearing a mask it's coming right for us yeah i think that's a, going a little overboard but yeah. 
Well, I weighed the options and decided the bandana works best because it hangs loose on the bottom of your face. So when you breathe, it's not steaming up your glasses. That's true. And it, kind of important that my glasses aren't steamed up when I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. I would like to know, and I doubt we will ever, ever get a statistic on this. What has the uh, the shoplifting risen to? Oh, my God. Now you got everybody and their brother wearing a mask. You put a hat on. You walk out of Walmart with God knows what. Yes. Has oh, anybody yeah. seen this person? Well, yeah, there's 400 of them in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wonder, too. I, I mean, I do not trust this government. I, not at all. No. None of them. So mm. how much of this is a test of facial recognition software? Right. I don't know. You know, let's let's touch one final thing before we go. We kind of saved this for the end. Um, with all of this going on and... Uh, our camping trip and some other things going on. I just kind of want to let you guys know, I just kind of floated the bubble, just kind of my work online. I decided 2020 was kind of go big or go home. There's other things I can do. Um, That's what Corona thought too. Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure 2020 is the year we should really make rash decisions? (laughs) Exactly. Well, it could be 2021 and I'm going along and, and I'm, Looking at all of these things, I did sign up for a a very good uh, training class for uh, d- doing the website work and things. I'm just batting my head against the uh, the wall just on some of the things with trucking and. Long story short, I just kind of floated it as a bubble. Or just a, a, hey, I'm thinking out loud here, Don. What do you think if we fire something up about camping again? And then I kind of did the same thing with the castle curator, and I. Kind of expected maybe a little hesitancy, maybe, hmm. But I pretty much got a hell yeah from both of them. I like camping. Part of the reason we made the changes we did and I separated the podcast from the website is there's going to be weeks this summer where we're just not going to be here. We're camping, Don's camping. No. That's okay. We're also firing back up with a camping podcast. Now, there's nothing out there yet. We do have a domain. I did set a group up at... uh if you go to Facebook and, and find our camping family, you'll find a brand new group. There's nobody there. Uh, but Shut hey, up, I'm there. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, that's because I put you in. There's, there's uh, and, you know, and the other thing about that, we that also hurts, have. Dad. Yeah, we, we also have, Don, you know, Dawn camps, we camp. Uh, Kelly doesn't get to camp as much, but she has some with, with uh, you know, she's a very busy career with you know, divorce and having some kids. Kate and Jared just bought a camper. There's a lot. It's it's been in our family forever, so we're gonna have oh, some. Those are some of our best memories growing up. Yes, we're we're camping. I, I mean, we we took some good long family trips growing up. You know, Disneyland, uh, Phoenix, the beach. We we went all over the place. Camping road trips. Yeah, I couldn't tell you much about Disneyland. I can remember most of our camping trips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of it is I. I don't like rides, so yeah. <laughs> don't take me to a damn theme park. <laughs> oh man! Oh. But no, it, you know, camping was was kind of always our our just fun, get away from the world, uh, relaxing, spend family time together, and that's that's something that that both my castle curator, curator and I try and do with with our son. Of you know, these were some of the best times when we were a kid. Oh yeah. And, you know, the, 
the world we're living in is is a strange world and getting stranger and and getting stranger every, every year i mean he's he's had to sit at home and stare at this screen for 3 or 4 hours a day for the last 8 weeks that's that's his schooling you yeah. know there's there's you work your entire school career to get a piece of paper and wear a cap and a gown and graduate and nobody gets to do that this year you know it's yeah. it's a strange time and we are very excited to get away and go to the campground. It felt so good this week normal, to do that. You know? Yeah. You you have control over things at the campground. It, it's, Maybe not the loud guy who's had a few too many bush lights, but. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few of those in every campground. We have the advantage of going during the week a lot of the times. Next time we aren't, we're going on a Friday. A weekend. On a weekend after Labor or after Memorial Day, let's just say you're not getting out again until <laughs> Labor Day. You guys are screwed. <laughs> but but uh, I do own the domain. I haven't built a site yet, but a site will be coming. Uh, the podcast will be coming. I suspect we will record those on that Facebook group and get three or four done before I put anything in a feed. But uh, we might. I don't know. Sunday night we might record there instead of here. We haven't decided. Uh, the trucking podcast is not, or the trucking, yeah, the, the trucking after hours is not dead. Uh, no. It's just, you know what? We're going to have some fun and do some camping stuff. The trucking podcast is going to slow. Or, why do I keep doing that? That's probably why that's we're not doing so well. Yeah. You keep giving the wrong trucking, name. <laughs> trucking after, well, it's going to be a lot of editing too. Trucking after hours is going to slow down <laughs> a little bit this summer. The site's going to keep growing. I'll keep writing. I'll keep putting things oh, yeah. there and we're going to have fun. But darn it, we're going to go back and do um, a camping site and some camping podcasts too. Uh, it, it, the cool thing with that, especially in the summer, if I'm here and you're camping, it's a little harder for the Castle Curator and I to pull out a trucking show on our own. And you've got you know two sisters and a brother-in-law who can fill in here and there. Yeah, We've got grandkids who probably have a lot of things <laughs> they'd love to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Um, we'll have a blast. And there's a lot of, I looked on, I joined probably 10 different Facebook camping groups. And one was a, uh, one of them is for beginners. And it was a younger couple put a picture on there. And they're, they look like they're maybe late twenties. Uh, okay. I can't remember if they're husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, but they just bought a new camper, brand new. And it's about the size of ours. Um, actually, I think theirs is a little smaller. It might be, might be a, 19 footer or an 18 footer and they're just asking we're new what do we need to know right and i was so pissed off at the negative response well you need to have an inspector look over it real good they're junk and you know oh come on now yeah there there is a place for what we have learned some the easy way some the hard way um to share some of those experiences i'm thinking there's so many little things that Helpful hint to encourage this couple. And no, everybody's dumping on them. It, it just yeah, it, it that makes you it it takes the you know, those two probably work their butt off to be able to get that camper. Yeah, you know, and they're probably really excited for it. And I hate that the that's the world that we we're living in is is you have to reach out on social media for help with something. But if you're not going to help them, keep your damn mouth shut. Keep your fingers off the keyboard. Yeah, be optimistic or shut your pie hole. Hey, congratulations. Walk away. That's exactly what I said. Congratulations. That is a great size camper. You can get it anywhere. You can haul it with just about anything. It's it's easy to deal with, and you'll have a lot of fun. That's all I put on. Put everything you think you need in it. Set it up in your backyard. Live in it for a weekend. 
and write down everything you go. God, I wish we had this. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm going to throw you one more out here and then we're going to call this a night. And this was a lady and she put a picture of it too. It's a, a 5,400 pound trailer, like 27 foot with a bunch of stuff. Or, and they have a F-150, newer F-150 rated to tow 10,000 pounds. Husband refuses to use a load leveling hitch, but he, but he, they need to buy a, a bigger truck to tow the trailer and they only use it on weekends. And yeah, I, yeah. I just sent back, you know, it is not safe whether you're in a half ton or a three quarter ton or a dually to tow 5,300 pounds without a load leveling hitch. That's just no. stupid. And yeah. I, oh, my husband says they're dangerous and they don't work and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I know that I never responded again, but it's like, I just wanted to say, your husband's blowing smoke up your ass because he wants a new truck. He wants a new truck. He's yep. got, I need a big truck itis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He wants the, the Chevy uh, little prick special. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. Well, you know I am. <laughs> here, here, here's the funny thing about our, our truck and trailer. I probably got nine this week when we drove it. And we only 60 miles one way, 60 miles the other. But I went 65, 66, 67 in third gear the whole way, under right. 3,000 RPM. It did just fine. Going off to when we go to Point Beach, there's a lot of two-lane there. So I might get nine or 10 out of it there. When we drove it to Rice Lake, that was uh, one of the longer trips. And also down to Indiana, a lot of freeway there. Between eight and 10 is what we get out of that. So it's not bad. No, not at all. But we found a write-up in uh, a Trailer Life magazine, and it was... a. Obviously, an evaluation, they, you know, try these for a week and, and tell us what you think and write about it. Yeah. And it's a brand new Ram with the 5.7 Hemi, the tow package and all the stuff. The trailer is, uh, you know, fiberglass sides. It's ours is seven feet wide. This one is six and a half feet. And, you know, the aerodynamic shaped like an R-Pied type thing. Right. It's why do you need three television sets in a 21 foot trailer? I don't get that. It's yeah. the same size as ours, totally aerodynamic, all of the bells and whistles. That thing is 30 something thousand dollars. The truck was over 50. So you've got about $90,000 worth of equipment there, and it gets eight miles to the gallon. Jeez. <laughs> I, is it all cool? Yeah, but I'm not blowing 90 grand on a truck and a camper. No. And then no. I read a review. Actually, this was on Jalopnik, and it was a Ford. Uh, with the new, what is it, six seven power stroke they have now? I believe so. So it's the six seven power stroke. It is a honking ass sliding camper. It's big. It's yeah. like an eleven foot sliding camper. All the bells and whistles. The diesel engine. It's an aftermarket. Um, you know, one of these offsite companies that does the lift kit, the bigger white with bigger tires and stuff. Yeah. So this thing's supposed to be the Overlander's, you know, cat's ass. Yeah. With the diesel. Nine miles to the gallon. <laughs> kind of makes that trailblazer pulling our trailer look pretty good. <laughs> it, you know, it, it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, man. it works for you. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yes. It, yeah, that is exactly it. There's, there's no reason you don't buy the vehicle to go with the camper. You buy a camper that fits the vehicle that you have. Exactly. You know, if to me, if you need to go buy a $50,000 truck, you know, at, at least a $50,000 truck, you don't need that much of a camper. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I guess those expenses are relative. 
What do you say, guys? Uh, feedback at truckingpodcast.com. That, that's going to work forever. Um, yeah. It's, everything is a part of that website. Uh, we've also got Trucking After Hours, so check that out, truckingafterhours.com. A couple of new articles there. And I'm looking forward to spending more time this summer writing, doing some camping stuff, doing some trucking stuff, and having doing some, some camping, fun. doing some serious camping. There's going to be some Sundays we're just not going to be here because we're all going to be camping, and that's okay. Yep. And we'll all have fun. So it's with, the name of the game. With that, what do you say we uh, all dub the music? Let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. It's <laughs> and Evers was put in his place. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't seen oh, any uh, re-elect Evers stickers anywhere. Oh, man. Well, they'll, they'll be all hot and heavy. You guys, uh, hey, drive safe, stay frosty. Thanks for listening out there. <laughs> <laughs>